0: You ready? All right. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus. We receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. We learn how to fight the war. And we are victorious. Amen. All right. Section three, I think. Right? All right. And this section I'm teaching, no fear here. Say, no fear yet. No fear yet. So, you know, we said in Genesis 1, verse 1 to 5, and we said, let's go back there. Genesis 1, verse 1 to 5. It says, let's read it. I think that's our anchor text for this series, right? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light and there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And we said darkness is a spiritual reality, light is a spiritual reality, right? And we said that uh, in Genesis 1 verse 26, he said he created man in his own image, and we said the man who is born in the image of Christ is a man who is born again, right? And we said we have a war to fight. And we spoke about the territorial church in the last session, right? Now, because of everything we've shared, I want you to know that there is nothing to be afraid of. Yes, we are fighting a war, but there is nothing to be afraid of. Because the church of Jesus was founded upon the victory of Jesus Christ over the gates of hell. Satan did what he could do. He tried to hinder Jesus from establishing his church, but he failed woefully. So the scripture affirms that in the resurrection of Christ from the dead, Satan was destroyed and principalities and powers have been spoiled. In Colossians 2 verse 15, Colossians 2 verse 15, he says, Having spoiled principalities and power, he made sure of them openly, triumphing over them in it. In Hebrews 2 verse 14, he says, In then, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, who had the power of death, that is the devil. So the church has been founded upon the glorious and eternal victory of Jesus Christ. So whilst we are affirming the fact that we have a war to fight, Against the influences of, the, of darkness in our territories, we must also commit in our hearts that we are waging a war from a position of victory. We are not waging a war from a position of defeat. Are you getting me what I'm saying? That is why I like this song. It says, Jesus, Son of God, the assist your. It says, In your strength we go, we will never know defeat. We began for victory. Our own journey begins from victory. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we are not fighting because he has won. We are not fighting this war because the devil has won. No. We are fighting because Jesus has won. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are fighting because Jesus has won. So... We are waging the war from a position of victory. So, I want you to re- make yourself well assured that there is nothing to be afraid of. Tell your neighbor, say, There is nothing to be afraid of. There is nothing to be afraid of. So, in the work that God has committed into our hands, we must be mindful of what Jesus said when He rose from the dead. In Matthew 28, verse 20, he says, Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. It says, and lo, I am with you. I'm going to teach you much of what that statement means. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the world. So, can you safely say, Jesus is with me. So, Jesus is with me always. As I go about with my preaching and teaching ministry, Jesus is with me. As I minister to the sick, Jesus is with me. As I preach the gospel, heal the sick, Jesus is with me. So, he gave them that assurance that He is with them. In Mark 16, verse 20, it says, They went forth and preached every, everywhere, the Lord walking with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So we have Jesus walking together with us. Say, I have Jesus, Jesus walking together, working together, with, me. together with, me. with me. Let's say it one more time I have yeah, Jesus, Jesus walking working together, together with me. me. Good. So you cannot have Jesus on your side and be terrified by the host of darkness. You can't. In fact, you can't be scared. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to leave this conference and all you are just thinking is, Hey, devil, devil, you are just scared. No. You began from victory. Hallelujah. We began from victory. We began from victory. So this truth has to be very real to you. God has sent, it's just like how God sent Moses to confront Pharaoh in Egypt. Moses was scared. He was considering his incapabilities. He was afraid that no one would listen to him. And record that the reason he ran away from Egypt earlier was because he sought help, he sought to help two, Egypt, two Israelites that were fighting. When uh, Moses ran away many years ago, before he came back, it was because he tried to sort help for two Israelites that were fighting, but they both rejected him. So, if those two people have refused to listen to you, you know, that, that, thing, will not be, that thing will not creep into your heart. How will an entire nation listen to you? Okay, if I cannot be able to teach one person, how would, and they say we are multiplying, we are in the season of wide ways. how will I have hundred disciples? Are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, eh, God's response to Moses' fear was an assurance of a presence. What did God say? He says, I will be with you. But you know that we now can say he is with us. Who will do God? Exodus 3, verse 10 to 14. He says, Go and tell them, I am that I am sent you. So we are sent men. So the same God who sent Moses is with us today. Who will do God? Did Moses fail? <laughs> so he brought the host of Israel out of Egypt. In spite of Pharaoh's stubbornness and resistance of the gods of Egypt, that same God is working with us today. We are never going to fail. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to fail. This work that God has committed in my trust, I am not going to fail. Why? He is with me. Glory to God. He is with me. So you have no reason to be afraid of failure you have no reason to be afraid of messing things up you have no reason to be afraid because of your past experience you have no reason to be afraid because of your incompetence God the most high is working with you say God the most high God the most high high is high is working with me that God has never failed and he will never fail that God does not have any ugly experience in his past that God is not incompetent. That is the God that is working with you. Who will you do God? That God is working with you. That God is working with you. So if you have prayed for your sick before and you have not seen miracles, the Lord already told us in 2023, we are going to experience wild demonstrations of the power of God. So he a year to try again. And He is with you. Hallelujah. So if you have not been able to raise disciples, he told us we are going to have wild harvest, wild experiences. We are going to plant more churches, have more disciples. So he's a year to try again. Hallelujah. So he's with us. So he's with me. He's with me. You're not saying like you mean it. He's with, me. he's, with me. he's with me. So he's working with me. So you see, it is pride to look at ourselves when God sends us on errand. It is pride for you to be looking at your incompetence when God already sent you an errand. It is pride. It is both pride and foolishness. Who exactly do you, do you think you are? What exactly do you think you can, you are, that, that, what exactly do you think you have that is sufficient to do the work of God? There is nothing See listen to me guys, there is nothing uh, there is, you are nothing and you have nothing. And that is very okay. Because it is people like you that God has chosen to use. People like you that you probably don't even know how to pray before very well. You are just so new into everything. You are just wondering, ah, this Christianity, I was not born even into a Christian family. How am I going to know it? Okay, this, that, that, that. It is you he has chosen to use oh you have been a backslider before you have ugly experience you used to do bad things very well okay you don't know how to do this you have messed up so it is you he has chosen to use look at Moses he was not perfect there is no man that God has used that was perfect but they did not fail in their assignment hallelujah who will go say I will not fail 2023 I am not going to fail 2023 and beyond. 2023 and beyond. I am not going to fail. We are not going to fail. So, your sense of nothingness and inability hurts to cause you to fix your two eyes on the God who is everything and who has everything. I don't know about you, but I put my trust in God. I know that when God says something, it will will bring his word to pass. I put my confidence in him. I put my entire ability on him. I put my total reliance on God. See, I used to tell you this. God has never failed and he will never fail. He's not about to fail in your own life. He's not about to fail in your ministry. I know some of you are wondering, I've never done ministry before. It's new to me. How am I going to do it? Pastor is already saying, I'm a cell leader now. I'm a this and that and that. I also have never started a church before. This 2022 was my first year. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? But God is also working with us. He's going to work with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we are taking bolder steps in 2023. We are taking bolder steps in 2023. God is working with you. Are you hearing me? You are going to gather people and you are going to teach. You are going to stand have a pulpit and you are going to minister to the sick. You are going to preach to people. Men are going to be taking teaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? You are not going to fail. You are not going to fail. You are not going to fail. So, fix your eyes on Jesus. Never turn your back and look down on yourself. Never. Never look down on yourself. Never think you are incompetent. Never think you are are not capable. Never think, ah, but these people, they've they've been with pastor for 10 years, 5 years. Me, I just came in for 2 months. How am I going to join? How am I going to fit in? No. Never feel like you are incompetent. Never feel like you are uncapable. When that angel came to, to Gideon, he felt unqualified. Gideon felt unable to do the task that God has committed in his hands. But in the might, in the might of the assurance of God working with him, he delivered Israel from the Midianites and fulfilled God's plan for his life. Look at it in Judges 6, verse 12 to 16. 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 Are you there? I'll wait for you. Judges 6, verse 12 to 16. Are you there? It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee. Hallelujah. Is the Lord with you? He says, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be for us, why have this all befallen us? Why be all these miracles which our Father told us of? You? Gideon is like, ah, these miracles that Abraham, I have read about Abraham. I saw in Moses. I saw Joshua do. I saw Isaac. He says, where are all the miracles? Did not the Lord bring us all from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and says, go in this might and thou shalt save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Avino sent thee. Hallelujah. I want you to have its assurance today. Stop thinking, it's only pastor God called. See, because God called me, God has called you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because you are born again, you are called. One of the things I'm going to teach this year is the call of God. Salvation is actually the call of God. Stop waiting for my son, my son, mesu, 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 mesu. <laughs> Hear me now. Stand up and rise and go. No, you are called. You are called. So, look around. You are in a good company. Many men who have accomplished great things for God had nothing in themselves to accomplish the task. I was telling you a story in the previous session of Apostle Suleiman. He was saying that when God told him to go to Hauchi in Edo State, Nigeria, he said he was, he was preparing to travel out to abroad, travel abroad, to come and do ministry abroad. He said, when the Lord told him to go to Hauchi, he said, is it Hauchi or Bauchi? Ah, <laughs> he said, because this is different. He said he took a bus trying to go there. He said he stopped a redemption camp and delayed for 40 days, just so that he will not go. So everybody has fears. So it's okay to, to be feeling, hey, how am I going to do it? But no, there's no fear here. No Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, I remember when God told me to come to Rochester. Should I tell you what I did? I bought a ticket from October to June. <laughs> you don't understand. that? To delay myself from, <laughs> for what God wants me to do. Ob- October 30th to June. 1. I said, by June, 1 I will. I would try and be coming back. And inside my mind, my way is just to extend it more for a year. That's why I went to buy a house. I went to so that, <laughs> so that I can enjoy my disobedience. And I knew that this thing is urgent. In fact, my pastor has been asking me since immediately they did send fall for me. When are you going to Rochester? Ah. And in my mind, I was wondering, ah, is it that fast? <laughs> Where are you going? So I told the brother, I said, let's go. September four. we came to spy the land. September four, we spied it. We looked, rugged, it's possible here. Yeah. The mission is possible. It's possible. We went back. Pastor asked me again, when are you going back? Ah, I said, I'm still coming back. To, I'm still coming to Nigeria first. He said, I know. But when are you going? <laughs> I said, Pastor, the way when I come to Nigeria, I will talk about it. <laughs> As I was praying, you know, there's no. If you want to disobey God, just go and pray. You will, you will, you will naturally obey God back in prayer. <laughs> As I was just praying, ah, I just kept having restlessness. I kept knowing that ah, if I stay a little longer in this same Nigeria, I will miss it. Ah, so. I called Koredi and Abraham. I said, buy me a ticket. Though. Ensure that it's one way. One way. Non-refundable. So that I will not get to the airport. and The chimney is non-refundable. I can, I can just get the money. I just get the money back. That's how they bought the ticket. So I almost missed the flight in Nigeria. I was almost happy. But I remember God told me, you must be in Rochester January 13th. I, you know when they say you hear something loud and clear, like your name? I heard it like, by January 13th, ensure you're in Rochester. I know the voice of God. I've been hearing this voice for years. Ah, why, why, is, why, why are they controlling my life this way? Ah, why? I took the bold step. I was expecting that there would be a placard. Waiting for me downstairs. You know, as I was coming in from the airport yesterday, I was looking for where I slept the night I got there. I was looking for the table. Like It was doing me like I was coming because of the kind of bags I brought. It reminded me of the box I brought into the, to the city. Sasha saw that I was moving the box, moving the box. It just gave me a deja vu of how I was moving the box. <laughs> Earlier. And I was now looking for that sh- chair I sat down. But you know what? God is faithful. faithful. Hallelujah. God is faithful. So don't be scared. Are you getting what I say? I remember I came here. No house. No job. No car. No food. Nothing. No even money in my account. But we obeyed God. Hallelujah. We obeyed God. So look around. You are in a good company. So as you are being scared, me too am being scared. We are all pushing through together. But God assured us, or has assured men of old, that when they look upon him and they feast their gates of God, God and God has accomplished great and mighty things through them. So you have no reason to be afraid of oppositions. You can't be afraid of oppositions. It's natural. It will come, but you can't be afraid. If they called you cultists last year, they will call you more. This coming year. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? They will call you more. They can even call you rapists. They can even call you uh, thugs. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's for the righteous cause. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that you'll be opposed is an irrefutable fact of this work. But you see, eh? God has given us his angels to work with us. We have angels on assignments. The angels of God, in Psalm 91, it says they they would, when we dash our foot against against a stone, they would bear us up. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, he has given us that. He has given us angels to walk with us as we advance his grace course on earth. Because don't forget, it is not our assignment, right? It is his assignment. So, it means we have his backing. We We have his power we have his authority to do what we are doing we are excited about it we are doing what we are doing because he has called us to do what we are doing and i believe that there is so much more that god wants us to experience as pertaining uh multi ministry of angels and i'm going to explain that in the course of the year the ministry of angels and everything Because you see that Jacob once had a dream where he saw angels ascending and descending in a ladder. And he says, the Lord was standing above that ladder. Genesis 28, verse 10 to to 12. And the Lord was standing above it. And when he woke up from that dream, he called the name of the place Bethel, meaning the house of God. So he called the place the house of God, the gates of heaven. In Genesis 28, verse 16 to 19. Genesis 28, verses 16 to 19. So, and, and, when, and when Jesus began his ministry, he made reference to the fulfillment of Jacob's dream. In John 1, verse 50 to 51, he says, look at in John 1, verse 50 to 51, when Jesus began his ministry, he made reference to that dream again. So there's something very significant with that dream that Moses, uh, I say Moses, Jacob had. In, in John 1, Verse 5 50 to 51. It says that Jesus has said, I said, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee in a fig tree, believe thou this, that thou that thou shalt see greater things than this. And it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the sons of man. So Jesus pointed out that. In his ministries, angels will be seen ascending and descending. That simply means that the angelic activities will be seen much more in the ministry of Jesus. So that's why you see that from our study, you see from the study, for, if you study the Bible from Matthew to John, it reveals that truth. Even before Jesus was, Jesus was born. While he yet had the baby, before he began his ministry, even after he died and rose, we saw angels actively working. We still saw it even in Acts 12, angels waking Peter up to come out of the prison and all of those things. So we see them bringing information. So in this twenty twenty three, we are going to have angels bringing information and directions to us. My pastor said today, when he was teaching in service today, he said that we are going to have a lot of revelations in 2023. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So we are going to believe God for it. So he said that, so we, so we, we have, so, and, and he said that we will be able to know it such that, you know, in our place of ministry locations, angels can walk with us and tell us, go to that room, and you just look back and not see the person that told you again. Are you get what I'm saying? You just you probably be led to go to a corner you've never seen in that school, and you just be led to talk to certain people. You just say, ah, you just see somebody say, follow me, follow me, follow me, and you just respond naturally to those things. And by the time you look at it, you just you, you don't find out that you can't find the person who said, follow me, follow me. That is why I've taught you over the I've taught you last this last year. And I told you and I said that you must know how to discern. And that's why you must be good to people. You know, the Bible says some people entertain angels unaware. So you said, Don't be careful. Hebrews 13 says, Don't be careful to entertain, um, don't be forgetful to entertain strangers. For some entertain angels unaware. So we are going to be able to discern those things. Angels are going to bring, it's just like in Acts 12, how angels brought direction to Peter. He woke Peter up and said, Stand up, take your gadu, follow me, go that path. It is still active. Why it is recorded? In in, is because it is still active in the ministry of Jesus in today's world. Angels are messengers. They are our messengers, man's messengers. So they can bring directions. They can bring informations. They can protect and shield us from evil. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he aids us against the enemy. They can shield us from evil. They can shield us from danger. You know, many times I can't count how many accidents I have escaped. Driving in Lagos, driving in different places, I was just I just, you know what I used to tell myself, I just, angels are surrounded me, that's why I did not eat this car. Because some, some things, there was a time I was driving, I think it was on Wednesday, and I was just about to eat one car kind of beach, and so I don't even know how the car did not eat the car, I was like, <laughs> I'm never sure, the angels are actually at work, you know, it's just the miniature of angels. The way I travel, sometimes I'm even scared of myself. I left Lagos to Ibado, Ibado to Akure. I, stayed, I was just like, ah, and God is just walking with me. I said, ah, this is the activity of angels. So in this 2023, one of the things that is very significant that I'm telling you is that we are going to have a strong, strong presence of the ministry of angels. Why? Because we are going to subdue the territories we have and we are going to have the Spirit of God, angels, giving us directions on how to go about it. Informations, protecting us and shielding us from evil, removing barriers. You know, angels can go ahead of you and remove a barrier for you. And open the door for you and say, go there. You can minister freely. I've done the work. Their voices are going to be receptive. You know? Bringing strength to you. So, if you have any doubt whatsoever as touching the ministry of angels, that are not relevant today, it's you, you should not have any doubt as touching the ministry of angels. They are very real. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I'm, we're going to study it into this 2023, the ministry of angels. We're going to look at it again from the scriptures. So, it's it's very real. The ministry of angels are real, and it's something you have to be conscious about to and know. So, as we go about in our preaching and teaching this year, in our outreaches, you will have supernatural encounters with people, and you just be like, Go and talk to that person. Talk to it. you. just see somebody standing in front of you. Sometimes you can see it as a voice because you can hear it as a voice talking to you directly. And say, Go and talk to that person. Or you can see somebody holding your hands naturally and just say, Follow me. And that follow me is not. Follow me to go and do something, but for the cause of the gospel. Let me tell you, when you see activities like that, let me let you know, the activity is strictly for the gospel. It is not to go and take a food that does not belong to you, or to go and take money that does not belong to you. It is for the activity of the gospel. It's just like how um, the Utopia, Philip met the utopian, you know. The Bible says, for the Lord took him. Where did He take him to? He just took him to a place and what was the initiative he met a man moving with a moving on the road and he just understood what that read it and the man said that how can i understand except it be explained to me and the bible made us to understand that believing from that scripture philip began to explain the scripture to him and immediately he was done and he baptized the man and got him saved the lord took him from that place are you seeing it we are going to have supernatural experience this in our today's world are you get to one? you. never that da- I've always told you never criticize the miracles because you don't know when you will need one. Never criticize miracles. Never cri- don't join all these critiques and say they are hagging on social media. Don't join all those stupid things. The ministry of angels, the miraculous, the supernatural hand of God is real. You know why? Because our ministry is supernatural. God is working with us. It is God who gave us His mandate. So, and it is a supernatural world. It's a supernatural warfare we are fighting. So, there has to be supernatural encounters with it. That is why we will see visions. We will have encounters. The Lord, the angels of God can tell you I've, gone for you, I've gone to talk. See, let me tell you, one of the things that is going to happen this year, as, as I'm just talking, I just saw this just now. One of the things that is going to happen this year is, my voice is going to be played in people's dream. Such that they will message you and say, ah, you know, I was just, I, I had a dream and, I was hearing a message. I was just hearing your pastor preach. I saw you in my you see some of your disciples telling you in this couple of next weeks that I saw you in my dream. They'll just text you randomly and say, I saw you in my dream. Can we can we see? I saw you in my dream. Some of them might be too proud to say it, but God will break that their pride. You will just be seen. you will just be seen because why? It's a supernatural encounter. We are praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the activities of God will be happening. And that's because God is orchestrating his work to go. So just like your siblings, your sibling will just naturally be hearing your voice in their dream. Are you getting what I'm saying? They'll just be hearing your voice calling them and we say, ah, believe the gospel, believe the gospel, ah, you know, talking to them, taking them on their journey, maybe leading you to some. Way. You know what we see That people's dream, one of the things we'll study, probably this year, is also dreams. I think I I, I, I think we have played that a bit on dreams. Dreams are somehow supernatural too. Dreams are somehow supernatural. Dreams are somehow supernatural. Such like so, and also with visions and revelations. So we have to take them carefully. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have to. So we we can somebody can somebody check the light? So we have to we have to take them carefully. So as believers, we. Uh, we must be conscious of the ministry of angels. We must, so because the ministry of angels are our tool, they are our guide. They would help us in ministry. They will help us in as we go as we as we go about with our supernatural activities. They will. So so don't don't be surprised when you see that you when when somebody texts you and say ah. I was just hearing your pastor's voice in my dream. Don't be surprised. Just say, It's the power of God that is working. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be surprised. They say, I just heard several times. He's saying things to me and I couldn't catch it. Don't be surprised. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the power of God is working with us. Are you getting me? And he's orchestrating steps, he's opening doors. See, let me tell you. I just got this sensation now that there are people who have started seeing me in their dreams and they have not met me. You know, I had a friend. He told, she told me in 2020, she said she has seen me since 2017 in her vision, that the Lord already told her about me in 2017 and she didn't know who I was. She said, it no, she said it was in, no. Yes, if I'm not mistaken, I will try and think, I'll probably call her tonight and ask for more details. She, will, she said that. So when we met in 2020, she was specific to tell me certain things about myself. Should I tell you how? She said, God already told her this years ago, that I was somebody who would help her in the, when she comes to the United States. So when she was coming, she, she knew that I was the first person she would text. Because God already told that about me. We are going to have those encounters. It's going to happen. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's going to happen. We are in that dimension and demonstrations of God. I can tell you for a fact, there are people who have not heard my voice, but they are already having encounters with me in their dream. I can tell you, God's spirit is working everywhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's just like, let me tell you how I submitted to my pastor. Yes, I heard his voice. I believed it and all of those things. But I had to have a supernatural experience. I saw him come to me in a vision. And the Lord told me, that's the man you have to work with. eh?" And I was like, why? And that was it. So I knew. And that's why I kept saying it till it happened. I knew it would never be a struggle for me and him to be close. I knew it. Because God orchestrated me to work with him. I knew it. Now, this is somebody in Lagos, Nigeria. He didn't know who was in Indiana. That is how God's spirit is working. If it's it's not fixable, don't worry, come and sit down. So, So, that is how God's spirit is working. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, uh, we, we, a lot is going to happen. And it has already started happening. I'm telling you, it has started happening. Some of you, even your parents, they are already hearing my voice in their dream. I'm telling you. <laughs> God's Spirit is working everywhere. Some of you, your siblings are already, ah, they are already feeling the heat that ah, something is happening. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are. There are some, there are some, see, as the time progresses, I'm going to tell you certain things we are going to do with social media this year. There's a strategic move we are going to take with social media this year. We'll just do something, we'll just push something out, then come back again and reduce. And it's deliberate. Just so that we will catch the people that we need to catch, then we'll come back home and relax. We'll just be intelligent with the Spirit of God this year. So, it's so, we, we must be conscious of those activities. And the power of God is working. Ah, is working. It is working actively. Are you getting what I'm saying? The power of God is working actively. So, we see the ministry of angels in mighty manifestations in the book of Acts. It is with reservation that God has given his angels to his church. And for this purpose, we can say we we must not undermaximize the ministry of angels. We must not undermaximize it. This year, like I said again, you will have encounters where the angel of the Lord will lead you to a location to go and preach. He will lead you to persons to go and preach. He will physically, you will physically feel, not even physically, somebody will hold your hands like this and go, and say, follow me. Are you getting what I'm saying? A friend of mine, this same friend I told you, she shared me a story one time, she said, there was a time she was lost in a fix, and that place was very scary, such that, you know, anything could happen, probably they could easily rape her or something, and she just heard somebody say, ah, why are you standing here? Follow me and I'll take you to, this, to, the, to where you will get a cab. And she just followed the person. She just follow the person. followed the person and she came out of the bush path that she was. And really she looked to say, want to say thank you. She didn't see the person again. Because it, I've always told you, angels can take human form. They can come in a face that you understand. That's why many a times you can see my face in the dream for me telling you something. It's the angel of God telling you. It's just bringing a face. It's just coming in a face that you can understand. That's why you have to learn to honor too. Let me tell you, it's not difficult for me to hear God. Why? Because I heard my pastor. Once I hear this word, my pastor is say, sometimes if I'm very rebellious, I'll just hear my pastor in my dream come to say, are you listening? And that's all. <laughs> that's it. Sometimes if I'm, if I'm just struggling to understand certain things, I'll just say, I'll just hear, that's all. That is God talking to me. So it's not difficult. Sometimes I may just be lying down and I'll just hear my pastor telling me something. He's not physically saying it with text. I'll just hear him physically. This happened to me just last week. I was just lying down at home. And I was in, I was in Lagos. I was just lying down. And I just, it was an encounter. It was just like it. I was just like zoned out for like 30 minutes. It was not a sleep. I'll call it like a trance. I just heard him say, ah ah, ah, and I heard certain things. And I was like, ah, 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 okay. It's not difficult for me to, to hear what God is saying. Because I have, I have a man I respect and honor. So if I struggle, 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 I will not hear it like a caution. Ah, ah. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you, you have to be conscious of those ministries, the ministry of angels. You have to. Sometimes it could be even in the form of a message. There are times that I, I wake up sometimes and I knew that this is not the message that I played before I slept. I don't know if that thing has happened to you before. That this was not what you played before you slept. And you are just hearing something else. As you woke up, you are just hearing. It's not like you are hearing the thing afresh. And you probably were in that someone. No? You were probably seated there. You just hear, ah. I don't know if that thing has happened to you before. You, you don't hear, ah. You're not wondering. The pastor really say, if you now want to go back to it after a couple of hours, you won't really catch the depth of what I that thing you heard again. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. You will not, Is how the thing blessed you that minute. When you go back to it again, you're not wondering, is this what I heard? Is the angel of God pointing your attention to something? Why did you wake up that period to hear it? I don't know if you have felt a tap before to pray. Is, is the angel of God just waking you up? Uh, 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 actually sometimes when you set alarm I don't know if you noticed that when you set alarm to pray you wake up before the time Especially <laughs> alarm to pray you will wake up before the time That's, you, know, you don't have to wait for this alarm <laughs> so let me tell you something I don't set alarm to pray I don't you know why I knew so I, I have a consciousness that once I decide to wake up if I say I'm waking up 4 a.m to pray, and I sleep without consciousness, God will wake me up. I will be up by 3.30 or 3.20, and I will be restless to sleep back. I don't even if you know what I'm talking about. Except you want to disobey, 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 and say, I will sleep, I will sleep. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm you must be conscious. So you see, I don't know I've had this experience before. You have to have had it, because we are a supernatural. we are in a supernatural world. You have, to, you have to have had the experience. You are born again. Are you guessing what I'm saying? So I don't set alarm to, to, if it is to wake up to do other things, maybe to catch a flight, I will, I will set alarm. But to pray, to do spiritual activity, or to study God's word, I don't. I don't. I've known that thing since I was young. That once you tell yourself, I want to pray, God will wake you up. Ah, I knew it because when I was younger, I used to pray naked. I felt like, I felt like if you naked, you came to God. <laughs> I, I, I think I learned that thing for my mother. Naked, you will return, so you have to talk to God naked. <laughs> so if you have gone to my house in Akure, there was like an upstairs, there. that was my prayer spot. So I would go upstairs, like around 12 a.m. So I would have slept like around 9. I'll tell myself, by 12, I have to be up. Because they told us that, that there's a power of the 12. There's a power of the 2 AM. Ah, you should know what I'm talking about. You grew up in that background. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham knows what I'm talking about. Because those are their corners. <laughs> see, there's a power of the 12 AM. There's a power of the 2 AM. You have to arrest. So that you can enter into the portals and the dimensions of God. How about ya? So, I will have been you know, so 12 a.m. I'll have gone naked to the upstairs in the matan. Ah! I'll be shouting, I knew I have to wake up. You have to wake up. God will wake you up. So it's not a. If it is to, if it is to, if it to wake up now and go to class, I will set alarm. Ah! I will not wake up. Uh, that's when the sleep will be sweeter. <laughs> you get to that. But to pray, to study God's word, ah, God will wake you. It's like the it's like the angels are guarding you like this. And it's like the sleep, the sleep you slept for one hour will be sat, will satisfy you. I don't even know, you know what I'm talking about. It will just suddenly satisfy you. It's not here that I'm telling you that I will tell you, I did not sleep for long now. Let me sleep more. But you actually know that. To not, deceive you, to, to not deceive you you're actually satisfied with that sleep. Because we live in a supernatural world. And God knows, I've always told you, when God wants to do anything on it, he gets men praying. So one way to get, God, to get us to do what God is doing is to pray. So you see that in the Old Testament, God is often refers to as the Lord of hosts. I'm going to teach us this as the years progress. The Lord of hosts. He was referred, to, and host refers to an army, that is he comes in a company, all together, exclusive, and is referring to angels of God, pillar of cloud, pillar of fire. So when Jesus was to be arrested and Peter attempted to defend him, Jesus said he could pray to the Father and he will give him legions of angels that will be dispersed. And, for, and, and let's put it in perspective, because a legion in an army in the day of Jesus is like 6,000, in the day of Jesus, was like 6,100 foot soldiers and 7, 7, twi- 726 horsemen. Now, this is historical background now. So, when it says, uh, when it says that um, legion in an army, so when they say legion in an army, in Jesus' day, 6,100 foot soldiers, 7, 7, 726 horsemen, and that's all about 6,826 in total. So now multiply that by ten, by twelve. <coughs> six thousand eight twenty six. Noah. Times twelve. Uh, eight It eight twenty six. Favor knows mass. Uh, ah. Over seventy two thousand. No, I need I need, I need. I need. A 6, 000, I need the specific. 6,826, six eight two six. Eighty. Eighty-one thousand nine hundred and twelve. So Jesus was telling Peter and saying, "I could disperse eighty-one thousand nine hundred and twelve angels." Car <laughs> Yet the Father hasn't just twelve legions. That's just twelve. That. Will be dispatched, and that's not all the ages that they have, that's the 12 that Jesus wanted upon his request. And he gets what I saying? So, and we have, so that's why when, when he says in Hebrews 12 that we have come to Zion, the city of the living God, the innumerable company of angels, now you understand what it is. In Matthew 26, verse fifty, it says, Thinkest that that I cannot cannot pray now to my Father, that He shall give me more than 12 legions of angels. So we have angels to our territory. We have angels to our dispersal. And we must know how to use them. We must know how to work with them. And they are working with us to provide answers. They are working with us to give us direction. They are working with us to strengthen us. They are working with us to make sure that we do this work that God has given us effectively. Are you know what I'm saying? They are working with us. So, in territorial warfare, the church must learn how to engage in the ministry of angels. You must. They work with us. So, that shows. It's just like how we are. So, that means. It's like saying. It's just like uh, how the church prayed for Peter. And angels took response. So, that shows. When we pray in an atmosphere of prayer angels are naturally spurred up to work. So let me teach you what we are doing. As we pray in the next couple of days, not in the next couple of days, as we pray throughout the year, and we are going to use God's word also in our advantage, angels will naturally take their authorities. They will naturally take their place. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prayer releases the activities of angels and the right words. Because when you speak the right words, you channel God's power to the direction to it. So, we must learn how to use the activities and the ministries of angels. So, in, in Israel's deliverance from Egypt, the activity, so it's just like how Israel was delivered from Egypt. Do you notice that the activities of angels were clearly seen? I've taught you in character of God how Moses engaged in the activities of angels. All those plagues, all those things that were happening, they were simply the activities of angels. So, there was no battle. won. Without the activities of angels. So as we conquer territories, as we take over locations, take over schools, take over um, areas, we are going to see the ministry of angels actively working with us. And we must we must be conscious of how to use it. And I'm going to teach us how to use uh, we're going to I'm going to teach us probably in this same January the Ministry of Angels. Probably in this January. So it is because it, 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 you can also see against Jericho the fight against Jericho that Jericho had a thick and fortified world that hindered Israel from launching any ministry, military assault. And we often speak of how Israel walked about the wall and shouted on the seventh day. Why we are not wrong, but we must pay counter to see. We must pay attention to the encounter that Joshua already had. Joshua already had an encounter. In Joshua 5, look at Joshua 5, verse 13 to 15. Joshua 5, verse 13 to 15. Joshua 5, verse 13 to 15. Look at what Joshua, look at an encounter that Joshua had. So, we used to, so, we say that, now, you know, we used to say that um, in Joshua's encounter that, um, in the, in Jericho, that uh, they just walked around the wall, you know, a thick wall, and they were just shouting and everything. It did not just happen like that, though. Go to Joshua five, verse thirteen to fifteen. You can use your torchlight, though, if you if you can see. Joshua five, verse thirteen to fifteen. It says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, look at what happened. Look at it. Are you guys seeing it? You can use your torchlight. It says, and behold, there stood a man, over and against within with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went on to him and said, are thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, nay, but as a, look at what he said. Nay, but as what? A captain of the host of the Lord. That's an angel. That is Jesus. That is God. Are you getting me? He said, no. You know, Joshua was, he's like saying, it's like saying we want to go and pray now, and me, I come out and I saw somebody, and I went to meet him. Are you the one that wanting to disturb us? And Joshua said, Joshua said, ah, uh-uh. are you? He saw the person. He saw the sword. He saw he saw how he was. He said, ah. Uh-uh. So that means Joshua saw somebody physically. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. This is not spirit. He saw God now physically, saying. I am the captain. Look at it. He said, said, Joshua asked him a question. Let's read it in verse 13 again. He said, and it came to pass. Joshua was by Jericho. He lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him and with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went into him and said, hey, look at this one. Are you for us? I can can know how to you now. or are thou an adversary? And he said, nay but as a captain of the host of the Lord, and I am come, and now I am come. So, do you see that the battles they fought were supernaturally aided? So, do you see that Jericho did not fall by just shouting? There was a supernatural hand in Jericho, in the fight with Jericho. Are you seeing it? Guys, are you seeing it? So, and that is God. So, So, you see that? Even with Moses in the battle, of the egyptians the god of the egyptians and you see that moses did not fight it even naturally he fought it supernaturally he did and that is the kind of battle we are going to fight so we are going to have supernatural hand of god he says look at it as joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship him and said what seeth my lord unto his servant?' and the captain of the law so said lose thy shoe from off thy feet for the place where thou standard is holy and Joshua did so. Did you see that this is the same thing that they said to Moses? So God came down again to Joshua. So that shows as we go about in our ministry activities, we could have an encounter of somebody coming to us and saying, let me take, me, take, follow me to this room. I want you to talk to five people here and get them saved. And you will not see the person that told you that again. We live in a supernatural world. Those things are going to come to pass. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't, are you getting what I'm saying? You will just be led. You will just be going on your own. And doors will just open. You will not find yourself in another building. You don't worry. Ah, how did I get to this building? That should have happened to some of you before. You were, ah, how did I trek this far to this building? So, as you are not know? trekking back, you're I did not come through these steps. I don't know if that thing has happened to you before. Ah, it's going to happen. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I do not, how did I pass through these steps? And it's not as if you have a mission that you forgot to. Uh, because you are going to be supernaturally aided. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are going to be supernaturally aided. So the host of angels has been dispatched to help with the war against Jericho. So it wouldn't surprise me if the host of angels were the ones that pushed the wall down as Israel gave that shout. So after all, because now, who rode the stone when Jesus rose again? An angel rode the stone. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when Jesus was to be buried, an angel rode the stone. So as we engage the principalities and powers, in our territories, we must learn to put angels to work. So, if you read in the book of Daniel, we see how Daniel committed himself to fasting and prayer over Israel's release from captivity. And an angel was sent with an answer to the prayer. But at last, the angel was detained by the prince of Persia. And the prince is not a woman being. The prince is not a human being, but is a demonic overlord. Over the prince of is is a demonic uh, overlord over Pasha as a territory, so it was it was as Daniel continued to pray that angel Michael was now dispatched to release him from the detention that he was. If you read that, you read that in Daniel 10 verse 1 to 14. So where Daniel's prayer was in that because the prince of Pasha held withheld this prayer and all of those things, and uh, another angel had to be sent to 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 be to be dispatched. See. So I want you to think on those things deeply, that as often as battles are between the host of God and the host of darkness in the supernatural world, this shows you that there are battles between the host of God and the host of darkness in the supernatural world. So an angel was sent with answers, just like in the case of Daniel, but it was withstood by a demon it was it took the intervention of an angel with an higher rank to release him to release the answers obviously that demon was that demon was bent on ensuring that that man never receive his answers and that and that's, and that's those things happen but we pray nothing will stop us we are going to receive our own answers hallelujah you get to what i'm saying so if not that that angel was released and explained for the delay for Daniel, we could have assumed that God did not hear prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Assuming that angel was not released now, we would just be assuming that Daniel's prayer was never answered. When I was in the unanswered prayer of Daniel in the Bible. <laughs> but we saw it. So, away from Daniel, territories today have their own princes too. Territories have their own prince of Persia too. And the tax, and let me tell you the tax of those things. Why do you think that some of you in your ministry locations you've not been able to gather substantial disciples? Is the is is the, the host of devils that are walking there? You've not been able to gather ah, who no, wants no disciple upon all the fasting in this location? I'm telling you by the spirit of God, you have your answers now. Amen. There is an harvest in that place. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. There is an harvest in that place. Amen. Ah, whatever has withstood your answers, an higher angel has come to walk. In the name of Amen. Jesus. Let's be seated. So because what they, came, what they come to do is to frustrate the work of God's kingdom there. That's what they come to do. They don't want to frustrate the work of God's kingdom. But you have no reason to be afraid. They just want you to be frustrated. That, ah, he, Upon all the attempts, all the prayer, all the labor, all the outreach, all the this. Oh, you can't be frustrated. There's nothing to be afraid of. Because God has given us warriors angels to war with us against the use of darkness. And I tell you, we have those angels working with us as a ministry. Yes, one of the things I saw for us as a church is that God has planted our church. Let me tell you, as we were praying, I think I shared this with you, I did then. And I said, all I see for our local church is that we are family planted and stronger. And that would have taken his divine intervention to do it. So if we were sinking before, one of the things that God has done in the last couple of warm months is to fame us down. That nothing can shake us again. Are you getting me? No wind can blow our church to to extinction. We are the wind that is blowing other people. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no wind from hell that can blow this church, supernatural church. Whatever God has not planted cannot stay. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, There is no wind from demon that can plant, that can stop the work that we are doing. Rather, it is firmly planted and wilted in Christ. So, we are not alone. We are not without defense. God is working with us. The angels of God are with us. They are also helping us. So, a key part of their job description is to keep you safe. Are you getting me? So, as you preach, don't be scared. You can't die. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. You will use natural wisdom. You do all of those things. But their work is to keep you safe. Is to protect you from all harm. To save you from the assault of the enemy. They will bring you informations. they will bring you, so you will just hear some people saying certain things. you just, you'll probably be, maybe you are in a dining hall, you are eating. you just be hearing certain information about, e, there's a publicity in this time and this time and this time, da, 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 da. that information is so that you will know not to go in that time to go and preach. Are you hear what I'm saying? So you'll be smart with information. You'll just be sitting there you'll be hearing people in your hostess say, hmm. Ah, that was how publicity it came at around 7 p.m. That detail means that 7 p.m. you cannot go out to preach. It's to aid you against certain errors. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are going to be smarter. So, they will bring you information and they will also ensure your preservation. Nothing. no, I am so confident that nothing can touch you. They will ensure your preservation. When the king of Syria sent his armies to arrest Elisha, He was unpartum, but his servant was. He thought they were in trouble. He thought, he said, we are surrounded by what? Elisha knew that. Elisha knew something that his servant didn't know. He said, do you know what Elisha said? He said, open their eyes to see. And when they opened, he saw chariots of fire, he saw everything. He said, those that are with us are what? Are more than these that are against us. And that is it for us we are surrounded with chariots of fire we are surrounded with the host of heaven nothing can touch us nothing can stop this mighty moving force elijah prayed for his other to to open. he saw chariots of fire around about them in 2nd kings 6 verse 12 to 17 2nd kings 6 verse 12 to 17 so the angels of god were attempt to defend Elisha against the assaults so and those and this kind of supernatural um, Operations are not an Old Testament experience. They are still happening in 2022. They are still happening in 2023, in 2024, in 2025, in 2026. Are you getting what I'm saying? In 2035, they are still happening because they are for us. They are with us. And God yet surrounds us with chariots of fire. He keeps us from all evil. Moses ran away from Egypt because Pharaoh wanted to kill him. But he was, he wanted the killing, he was wanted for more than many years later, he had an encounter with God. And he went back to that same Egypt and he kept walking in and out of the palace, even though he held the whole nation hostage. Up, and Egypt had a mighty army and no one, do you know that? Egypt had a mighty army. You know, Moses, Pharaoh could have just said, go and put this Moses guy in, in, uh, in prison. I don't know if you do. Know. They could have put him in prison and say, which way is Let my people go. Put him in jail, Joe. What's going on? So it was supernatural that nothing could touch him. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, guys. Guys, I want you to think. Pharaoh was the king. He could have said, Why are you confronting me? Instead of confronting me, lock him up. Let him not sit there. Put him in a very, very dark place or go and kill him. Take your armies, murder him. I don't even know, you know what I'm talking about. Pharaoh could have done that, but he didn't. Why? Moses was supernaturally preserved, so we have supernatural preservation. I'm going to teach on that super, super, very soon. Supernatural preservation. We have supernatural preservation. Say, I have supernatural, have supernatural preservation. So no fear here, huh? Yeah, yeah. So no one could watch Moses. So, beloved, I want you to know. That when God surrounds a man, it is impossible for him to be touched by the enemy. So you cannot be touched by the enemy. Say, I cannot be touched. I cannot be touched by the enemy. I can't be, be, can be touched. So, after the unfortunate uh, incidents in Shechem, Jacob moved back to the family to, to be there because of the instructions that was there and all of those things. And... Uh, What was happening in Genesis 35 verse 5, it says, as they journeyed, the throne of God was upon the cities round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. That was supernatural preservation. They did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. And the same was written concerning Israel as well. Their dread was upon the nations that was around them. In Deuteronomy 2 verse 25. It says, this day will I begin to put dress about the unfair upon the nations. Thalami 2 verse Around about the whole heaven. You also read in Deuteronomy 11, 20, to 25. Psalm 105 verse 12 to 15. Psalm 105 verse 12 to 15. So the work of God aren't in our past. Are you hear what I'm saying? The work of God are not in our past, they are in our everyday experiences. So the angels of God are yet working with us as we pursue the mandate of God. Are you hearing me? So like we said, the mandate, is it your mandate? Is it your mandate? Is it your assignment? It is God's assignment. It is God's calling. It is God's backing. It is God that is backing you up. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that mandate God has given us his angels to work with us. He has given us his power. So we can't be afraid. See, I'm I'm not afraid. So as we fight this war, we are fighting from the place of victory. We know that angels are surrounding us, right? We know that nothing can touch us, right? We know that nothing, nothing can come near our dwelling place. Right? Psalm so so 91. Jesus says, and uh, 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 the, When the arrow shall smite by day. How do they say How, it, how that text say it? pestilence uh, by night. Uh, he that dwelleth in the of the bush shall, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I will trust. Uh, he shall deliver for the... the snare and the flowers and the pestilence. Ah! as pestilence by, by night. They well, shall not come near me, but they shall dash their foot against the stone and they shall bear them. Up. So that's the activities of the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I used to, I remember my mother then flogged me for this work. sound night. What is Lord. What will you say of the law? He's a reminder of my butt. <laughs> he's a <laughs> reminder <at> my buttray. <laughs> my God. He do not have He shall deliver everybody ah, from D. From D. <laughs> I think since then until today, I still have that problem. Anytime I read that thing, I still don't know which one comes from. The snail, of the flower and the pestilence. I don't know. <laughs> I've still not gotten that text rightly because of the kind of cry I used to cry in that place. So, as I'm going back for correction again, hear you from the, From the, My mother said, from thee, from the. <laughs> but once I can overcome the from the, I will, I will just be flowing. <laughs> yeah. So, the angels of God are with us. Hallelujah. Say, the angels, the angels of God are with me. Are with they are with us. So as we go about preaching the gospel, be conscious that as you are going about, the host of everyone is following you like this. They just guard you like this. They do follow you like this. Yeah. Don't touch out. Don't touch out. If anybody wants to slap you, dark man. But they will slap you naturally. That was, just, that, was, that, was, that was normal. But he will protect you. That's just physical assault. He will protect you. Are you getting what I say? You <laughs> protect you from. Disregardless. <laughs> <laughs> nothing will happen. Nothing. Are you getting me? No, do, nothing can come near your dwelling place. So, as we go about in our fights, in our battles, the angels of God are walking with us. So, we can't be afraid, right? So, when oppositions arise, you stand your ground. The angels of God are on your side. Are you getting me? So, if people threaten to do any harm to you, Just keep your calm. Make your boost in God. (laughs) And we say, ah, this is just makes your boost in God. Because our help comes from God. And the help is always at hand. Look at Psalm 34, verse 7. Psalm 34, verse 7. You can own most of your touch light, though. Because I know some of you are not trying to own your touch light because you want to sleep, you want to doze. Psalm 34, verse 7. If I catch you, dozing. Hmm. If I catch you. Because I know I've caught somebody. But I will not talk. I've caught two people. But I'll just... I'll just respect... Respect you, so, the two people know themselves already. They already, they try to open their Bible so that <laughs> less, less they 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 become the they become the the, the highlight of 2023 <laughs> retreats. <laughs> I'm trying not to pounce on anybody. this pray for me so that. I will not be, I, I'm trying to help myself, so I will not be picking on anybody that much again. But, Chamaka, you cannot escape. <laughs> but, uh, I hope. But there are certain people that cannot escape. Favor cannot escape. Favor never be in the book of life. <laughs> Abraham cannot escape. But, is already entering the list. <laughs> But God will help me. <laughs> Noah is already there. I think everybody is there <laughs> safe. But do worry. There's one brother in no dream, bro Matthew. That one too. <laughs> bro Matthew, he cannot escape. Bro, ah, that brother. I don't know what he has done to me, but. His face alone is a threat to my ministry. I'm, just joking. I'm sure if he hears this, he'll say, oh God. <laughs> Bro, <Matthew. laughs> Look at Psalm 34 verse 7. It says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. So the angel of God encampeth round about us. In Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3. As I start rounding off now, Psalm 46, verse round 3. It says that. Uh, so we'll round off from this session and we'll just take a break again. It says, God is our refuge and strength, and our very present in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, although the head will be removed, and though the mountains will be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof near, and trouble the mountain, and shake the swelling thereof. Salah. So. God is our rock and defense, so when Jesus sent his disciples to preach, they returned with joy, affirming that demons were subject to their name, in Luke 10 verse 19, he says, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. he now says, and over all the powers of the enemy, what, what did he say, he says, and nothing shall by enemies, what, do you believe the Bible? So as we preach, can we say, as we preach also, as we go in our ministry locations to fight wars, to preach, to pray, to do all of this, to confront the work of the darkness, to subdue, can we say, nothing shall by enemies hurt us. Say, nothing shall by enemies, nothing shall by enemies hurt, me. hurt me. So nothing. So you see that, nothing shall hurt you. So, and this is a blessed assurance we have in God. So as we trample upon the, the works of the enemy, we can never be hurt. Say, I can never be hurt. Because God's power not only attacks, He also defends. So don't be afraid of threats and the noise that the enemy makes. You are kept by God. Say I'm kept by God. I'm kept by God. Say I'm kept by God. I am kept you kept by God. are kept by God. So as as we wrap up, I want you to understand that we are kept by God. We are kept by God. So God has called us to war in a company. And that company is the local church. The local church is God's authorized war tower on the earth. So you are not alone in this war. Are you getting me? We have one another, right? We have one another. So whatever plan God has for his territory, he commits it to the hand of the local church. And I can tell you for a fact that what does God want to do in our different ministry locations? He wants us to have a hold in that place. He wants us to raise more men and plant more works, more cell meetings, more teaching centers, more prayer centers, all across our ministry locations. So that shows every day of the week, there will be a service across every ministry, every place. A teaching meeting is going on on a Monday. A teaching meeting is going on, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Different services uploading here and there. And men are responsible handling them because we are together in this war. So if you want to be involved in God's mission, in subduing territories in His name, the first step you must take is to commit yourself to a local church. So it's not even being born again. The first step you must take is to commit and dedicate yourself to a local church. Commit yourself to your local church. Be focused on the mission of your local church. I didn't say, now, don't hear what I didn't say. I didn't say attend a local church. I say commit to a local church. Commit yourself there. Because that is that specific is your locality. That place is your locality. So when Satan comes to swift you like with, you can always find strength in the borderwood. Because he will bring his ugly head. He will bring his ugly face around you. But when it comes to want to, you know, wants to come and bring his only aid, you have strength, you have, you have, you know, you have a company of people who can surround and pray for you. You have gospel, you have a message, you have things that will just stir you up because you are surrounded in a broadhouse. You cannot do it alone. Are you getting what I'm saying? I need you just as you need me. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have a work to do. So we commit ourselves to our local church. And that is how we are going to fulfill God's mission on earth. So if you are standing alone, the enemy will get you, pin you down, and deal with you. So that is why the first step the enemy does is to want to isolate you. That's why you see that. One of the first things that a backslider says is that he wants to leave church. I don't know if you notice. They will just not see anything to do. They'll just be angry as it. I'm not coming to church again. Why don't you want to come to church? He's dealing with you. But you can always find safety and help in the brotherhood. So your comrades will surround you. They will get you back on your feet. Because don't be a low ranger. I, me, that I'm talking to you as your pastor, I'm not a low ranger. I have friends. That we pray together. I have friends that we steer ourselves up. I have friends that my pastor is aware that I'm teaching now. My pastor is aware that we are holding retreat and studying God's word and praying and, and feeling is aware. I have people that I have friends that are praying for me. I have friends I'm also praying for. We are all strengthening ourselves together. The same way you two, you are doing it. Don't be a lone ranger. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the local church is where to get the strength from. Don't be. A lone Don't be a low fighter. Be vulnerable to your brotherhood. Share your strength and your weaknesses in your brotherhood. Be vulnerable to them. Whatever. whatever whenever any, anything is out of order in your Christian world, ask your brotherhood for help. Ask your company for help. Hey, I've not been praying well. Though. I've just been lying on the spiritual goal report. Though. Quickly talk. Quickly. Ah, I've not been it's like there's no fire in my prayer life. Can we do a VG? Can you help me? Quickly talk. Are you getting what I'm saying? My outreach has not been, I've not been having supernatural encounters in my outreach. What was going on? Can we fast and pray? Quickly talk. Don't be a lone ranger. I've just been noticing that I'm not believing what pastor is saying again. Quickly talk. Don't be a lone ranger. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just don't feel like coming to church. I just feel downcast. Quickly talk. Everybody goes through that phase. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are all here for one another. We are all here for one another. So if you know how to so if you know how to always ask for help, the enemy can never devour you. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you know how to always ask for help, there is nothing wrong with say, please, I'm not talking about the natural. Natural, ask for help. If I even need money, I will ask you. So that's natural help. Ask, learn to ask for help. And now we are even talking about spiritual aspect. If you know how to ask for help, the enemy can never devour you. That's the only secret. Are you getting what I'm saying? The enemy can never devour you. You can never backslide when you are in a right company. You can never think of it. Because as you are trying to think of backsliding, there's somebody that is not thinking of backsliding. That person will steer you back to work. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is how it is. Surround yourself with companies like that. Surround yourself. If you know how to always ask for help, you can never be devoured. Never. So the mission we are on is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You will need all the help you can get. Are you getting me? Personally, me too. I need all the help I can get. I'm a preacher. I need all the help I can get. That is why I'm very accountable to my pastor. I'm very accountable. I let it. ah, uh, pastor, this is a mistake. Maybe by you. We have made a mistake here. See, apostle, this, that, that. that. I'm very accountable. Not because I chose, not not because he cares. Not because, not, not, I won't say because he cares. Not because I'm I'm not, I don't owe, I'm not supposed to owe my life. Every detail we do in ministry, my pastor is aware. Not because I'm supposed to do it. But it's just because. I need somebody to tell me if I'm making a mistake. Are you getting what I'm saying? I need somebody to tell me, ah, don't do it yet, do it now. Then I should always be listening to myself all the time. That's the worst thing that can happen to a man, if it is only yourself you're hearing all the time. Are you getting what I'm saying? I have friends who will tell you, ah, man of God, as I prayed about this, I just don't feel led that you should go in this direction. Ah, can we repray again? We'll stay there just praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? I need all the help. We need all the help we can get. We do. So if you know how to always ask for help, you will never be devoured. Never. You know I used to tell you this and I've been saying this for years. See, me, I, your bench, I can never backslide. It's not possible. It's, I can never. Because I know what to do. The knowledge of the scriptures helps you to know what to do. Once I'm thinking of sliding, I know who to call. Just let me call Jima Hakim and put him on speakerphone. I will pray. Between 10 minutes, I will pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Just let me call AY. My head will be thinking of how I want to go and study the word. I will start thinking of how I want to reach out to a Muslim. I know what to do. Just let me call Certain people. And don't deceive yourself. You know who to call when you are making a mistake. That's why, why, do you notice that? When a believer is about to make a mistake, he starts talking to the wrong company. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You start having strange friends. People you never used to talk with. People you never used to chat with just start shutting you up. Hi, can we hang out? Can we go? You just start having the strange influence. They are about to get you. So the, the association you are supposed to be closer to, you are reducing, you are, you are reducing from them. Ah, is about to finish you. I say it confidently. I it will not see if you've come back in the next 50 years, I would have advanced. I would be preaching on a larger scale. I will still be doing what you have seen me do. Only that it will be on a much bigger and a larger scope. I can never backslide. I've been saying this for years. I can't. I know how much I have sacrificed for the work of ministry. If I look back, back is not, I don't have anything in the back to return to again. I've laid it all for the cause of ministry. So it's too late to go back. If I go back, I will just cuckoo die. I'd rather die than go back. I know certain things I should have achieved in the natural. But I have not done it just because of ministry. I will now say I'm going back. It's not possible. They've not burned that devil away. I, I don't even get what I'm saying. They've not burned him. You must be bold of certain things. I can never stop preaching. It's not I've said this and I'm saying it for years. I can't. And I'm saying it so that the devil will hear. So he will come and try me. I will beat him blue back. I'm not joking. He will, he will, be, he will, be, he will know he matched the wrong terrain. In me. Stop preaching. Stop doing gospel. Stop healing the sick. Stop praying. The devil will be ashamed. He will know, ah, no, this is the wrong zone. I'm sure he already knows this is the wrong zone to enter. It's not possible. We are set on the course that we must follow. Is no, is not what we are doing is not a muti I'm not preaching because I want to gain money from you. I'm not preaching because I want to collect your money. I'm not preaching because I want to because I want to because I want you to honor me. That's not why I'm preaching. I'm preaching because I am convinced of what I'm doing. So it's, it's too late to look back. It's too late. backslide. I if I if I, if if I thought I want to grow code. I know what to do to get myself out. Because I have knowledge. I can tell myself, ah, I'll just call my friend, whoa, motivate backslide. <laughs> Man of God, you say what? <laughs> they will help me. But you know what you do? You will not go and stay long in that wrong company. Go and be talking to the wrong people. That's why I told you this 2020 day, I avoid new people. So that when you want to backslide, it will be too difficult to. Are you getting what I'm saying? Avoid new people. Avoid strange associations. Know how to differentiate. This is a colleague. This is a classmate. This is a business partner. This is a project assignment. But you know your friends. Are you getting what I'm saying? I know my friends. I do. Few of them are in the United States. Majority of them are in Nigeria. I know my friends. I know. We have times we pray. We I have a friend. I said, as I finished service one time, I was I was finished. 6 p.m. Hello man of God. Let's pray. Ah. Ah, <laughs> I, I wanted to give excuse. I wanted to say, but you know she doesn't You cannot give excuse and say, hallelujah now. <laughs> you have to just continue. <laughs> By the time she wanted to stop the prayer, me, I couldn't stop again. I started crying. in <laughs> the prayer. <laughs> Even she started saying, Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> That's a friend. No friend that will tell you, let's hang out every time. Well, i oh, oh, pour the hangout. Ah, ah. Let's go and watch a movie. Let's go and ah, ah. That's, So, you need that company. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need the company. That's why I taught you people on friendships, relationship check. You need that company. You need it. That will save you from going astray. That's the only thing that saves you. So God has planted us in a local church so that we strengthen one another. Are you getting what I'm saying? I learned from you just as you learn from me too. We are a source of strength to one another. So it's a marathon. Are you getting what I'm saying? God Himself is also your help. And His angels have been assigned to help you. So the brotherhood has also been ordained to help you. So God is ready to help you. Angels have been assigned to help you. The local church has been designed to help you. So there is nothing to be afraid of. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not scared, I'm not afraid. Let's commit ourselves this evening to a more stronger commitment to our local church, that we are more more commit, committed to our local church, committed to praying for our church, committed to giving, committed to serving much more, commitment, committed to carrying out the visions of our local church. Let's commit our hearts this evening as we pray for ourselves. I want you to pray for yourself. This is not a time to, to sleep or joke I want you to pray for yourself that your commitment is stronger. The love for your local church. The love for your brotherhood. The love for your company is stronger. The commitment to your pastor. The commitment to giving. The commitment to to fulfilling what God has called you to do. The thought of leaving your local church will not cross your heart. The thought of leaving your local church will not cross your heart the thought of leaving your local church will not cross your heart the thought of leaving your local church will not cross your heart the thought of going astray will not cross your heart you are stronger you are better you are committed to giving committed to service commitment to raising disciples to increasing your local church Commitment to the advancement of your church. Pray for yourself. Hallelujah. You know, I don't want you to be confused on so many things. Whoever builds doctrine into you is your pastor. Whoever builds ministry into you is your preacher. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is who, whoever build and make sure that you are fulfilling God's plan on the earth, That is who God has called you to work with. That is it. So it was not difficult for me personally to know that Reverend Naikahulu is my pastor. He is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. Yes, I've been doing ministry before I met him, but he, made, he built it in a stronger dimension in my life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, to whoever builds it, that make sure that you are, you are doing evangelism. You are committed that is your pastor. You are doing evangelism. When I met my pastor, this, the love for evangelism was, 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 was afresh in my heart. So we are praying that we are stronger, we are, our commitment is stronger are you getting what I'm saying? the love for our local church is stronger pray for yourself pray for yourself